last time when we visited Heartbeats. The group met Baisley the Librarian after coming back from Astrin's house. Baisley the Librarian looks a lot like Jacques and sounds a lot like Jacques. We don't think he is Jacques, though. The adventurers decided that they should go looking for things that were pertinent to their current line of investigation. Charlene decides that since the dog show is coming up, she will go bet on a few of the dogs. That takes place in the bar. Jacques went to report a sighting of the scout and the hunter to the sheriff, but the sheriff was more interested in the crimes that were committed, like the bank heist and a building on fire. Now we join our adventurers, meeting up with some of their friends. Let's go down Heartbeats Lane. Yeah, so so that's what happened last time. Um, so we're going to start the next day. It's the day of the dog show. Are, are y'all excited? Woo woo. Yeah. Charlene's got money on this one. <laughs> money on, on two dogs, if I remember correctly. Two, yes. Two different dogs. I don't I don't know if Jacques even has money anymore. Like I feel like his spending habits have gone way off the rails. Well, we don't, we don't know if he's actually been that. paid yet. But he's That's also the town also, treasurer, so maybe he just pays himself. No, but also like I have a I have a fear that he's not getting paid. Like <laughs> he he's in charge of his own pay, so he has to pay himself, but he doesn't know how to pay himself because the bank got broken into. So that's on hold. Who knows? It's crazy out here. Um but yeah, so y'all are uh, meeting up with Zenith and Jesse to head to the to the dog show. Y'all planned on meeting up at the crossroads to walk to the uh, warehouse of Tymeris and uh, Ramirez, where the dog show is being held inside that one of their large warehouses. And then she said salmon souffle. Get it? Salmon souffle. I really like that one, Jacques. It makes me almost think you could cook or something. That was a joke, Charlene. That wasn't a story. That was a. There's a comedy that. Did you think I was telling so, you? So, Jesse, uh, what do you what do you think of my hat? Do you think it's appropriate for the event that we're going to? You know, I've always heard that when you go to like a race or some fancy event that involves animals in a big ring, that you're supposed to wear a big fancy hat. And. There is a Kentucky Derby style enormous hat with coordinating feathers and ribbons coming off of it, which, of course, Charlene has coordinated with her outfit, which is surprisingly pastel. <laughs> so as you'll approach uh, <laughs> Jesse and Zenith um, after Jacques' great story joke, um, Jesse just is having this big smile and just goes, yeah, it's it's great. It's really good. <laughs> Jessie's just wearing a, a simple bow in her hair and just wearing a, a typical sundress, you know, typically what she normally wears. Zenith, however, is wearing also what she normally wears, which is just jeans and a punk T-shirt, though she's wearing a really big baseball cap that's that's tilted backwards and like the brim is like extended a bit longer. So Zenith is just nodding at you. Just in confirmation of like, yeah, you got to have big hats for dog shows. Jacques, would you like one of my hats? I brought a spare. And out from a rather large pocket comes not a large hat, but a slightly crumpled, definitely not the one Jacques gave her bowler hat. 
So it's it's the polar hat that you were given by Jacques. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, sure. Uh, that I mean, it looks a little bit crinkled, and I don't know if I want to be wearing a. That's a what feathers and ribbons are for. And she like pulls a blue ribbon off of her hat and like ties it around the brim and lets it flutter down the back. See, it looks better already. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene's trying really hard. You just see Zenith give you like a thumbs up. Um, thanks. 10 out of 10 or whatever. Um, is that is that how the dog show is scored? Is it out of 10 or is Gum Gum already there? Yeah, Gum Gum is going to meet us there later. Uh, Jesse looks and goes, yeah, Gum 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 going to meet us up later. You know, he has his. And she just like looks left and right and kind of gets close, puts a hand over over her her mouth like sideways, you know, like he has his rituals. You may not believe it, but he's superstitious. Is this like a magic ritual or just like a routine? Yeah, is this some kind of eldritch thing? What? No, no, just just routines. Oh, that that's a fairy tale. Oh, okay. And and Zenith is just like looking away as if like yeah just just routines. <laughs> like, can we get moving? Like as much as I enjoy standing here in the hot sun early in the morning, I would rather, you know, like go see the dog show. Yeah, but Zenith, that's what the front of your hat is for keeping out the sun or you could just get a really big hat like me it just starts walking away <laughs> toward the toward the warehouse down the road oh yeah i suppose it's about time we want to get good seats yeah come on let's go and uh jesse grabs both of y'all y'all's hands and starts tugging y'all toward the warehouse and as you approach it uh approach the large warehouse there's a bunch of like stringers and signs all for the dog show it's very colorful and festive inside has like the the dog track and event stuff you see a handful of people but we're not going in there instead the camera's gonna pan away and fly over to some other place in heartbeats We come in on a dark room, a light fixture above a elongated table. On one side sits a dog in a nice chair, leaning back into the shadow, his face obscured. And next to him are two larger figures. Across the table are two dogs, well-lit, sitting in these chairs. The dog, leaning back comfortably, leans forward into the light. Gum Gum has a job for you. Now, remind Gum Gum who you two are. Rob, can you can you tell us who who you are? Um, the the dog on the left of the other side of the table um, is a large um, Australian Shepherd. Um, he's a bit old. He looks kind of you know towards the end of his life. He's got creaky kind of bones, and he's sort of leaning back in the chair, uh, and he's wearing a bowler hat on his head. Uh, and he says to Gum Gum, uh, I'm, I'm Rufus. Mm. Rufus? 
Okay. Rufus. Now that's a fitting name for someone of your age. And he looks over to uh, Jazzy. Who who are you? On the other side of the table, you see a very large, I guess, honey-colored dog shape. Uh, but something that's a little bit funny. You realize, as you look a little closer, the eyes are a little glassy, the nose is a little dry. It's a giant stuffed bear. Well, it's a giant stuffed dog sitting on the chair. And on top of the stuffed dog that is very honey-colored fur, you see a rust and greenish-colored scaled thing? It seems to have a, a bit of a rough underneath its jaw, and it flicks out a tongue, and it goes, Don't you remember me, Gum Gum? I'm Doge! And on top of Doge, the bearded dragon, is a appropriately sized cowboy hat. Yes, yes, I know. Mm, okay. Well, you two have been recommended by me. Gum Gum's a little bit more upbeat than that, too. This is his gangster voice. <laughs> Don't ruin this. You two have been highly recommended by me to do this job. Gum Gum has a great job for you two. A great opportunity for treats. Oh, I love treats. Yeah, I love a good, good dog treat. Well, now, and he snaps his fingers and one of the uh, large shadowy figures uh, lays down a, like a blueprint down for you and all this blueprint is is just a, a a really crude crayon drawing of a trophy with like dog treats spilling out of it now later today i'm gonna be running the dog show as a judge because they don't want me back in but they can't keep the trophy from me if you two get me the trophy gum gum will give you the treats Duh, i like treats yeah, this sounds great, Gum Gum. I like this plan. Got any treats now? Yes, Gum Gum also likes Gum Gum's plan. It's a brilliant plan. Now you two off. I have things to do. And he jumps out of the, the large chair and him and his two two minions uh, leave the the room. Yeah, so before we continue with the the heisting of, of this trophy. Um, audience, you might notice that this is a bit different. Uh, we are playing a version of Honey Heist uh, that I wrote up. It's basically Honey Heist, but instead of bears, it's dogs. Um, so for anyone that hasn't played Honey Heist before, um, it's a one-page game by Grant Howitt uh, that involved originally bears trying to steal honey from a honey convention, but we've sort of modified it a little bit to be um, appropriate for the dog share. It's very simple, but you'll see that we'll be rolling a few different things in this game compared to usual. The main two things that we'll be rolling is either criminal, which is when our good good boys do things that are a bit more criminal, or doggo, which is whenever they do stuff that is dog-related. Is there anything else we need to tell them? Uh, not particularly. Uh, like, so normally you, you would be bears, but instead y'all are dogs. Rob, you are an Australian shepherd. Mm -hmm. And Jazz, you are a special doggo, also known as a bearded dragon. You bet. 
Why don't y'all tell us about who Russell and who Doge is? Well, Rufus. Rufus, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Rufus. Yeah, it's like Ruff. Rufus, got it. Yeah, that's, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a dad joke. Um, Rufus is a uh, former good boy who's now become a very bad boy. Uh, he grew up in Heartbeats and had a family, but at some point he lost the family and hasn't been able to find them since, and so he turned to a life of crime. Um, he's a bit past it and he nearly retired, but he's back for one last job. Uh, he is the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't good. know if I can straight face this. You don't. You don't have to. We are having a good time. Go <laughs> exactly. Just laugh. I laugh. Talk all the time. Like don't. Don't <laughs> stop from doing it. I do it all the time, and people clearly are okay with it. Hey, hey, Jazz. I don't know if you've noticed, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> No, this is a serious game of serious heisting for gu- for for a for for mob s- boss named Gum Gum. Serious dogs. <laughs> uh, I will be playing the bearded dragon Doge. He is a rather slick bearded dragon. He's he's been around Heartbeats a little while. He's a little bit larger than most bearded dragons you might know. Uh, he's a little bit stronger, too. Got those good leg muscles going. Big strong tail. Really nasty bite. Uh, he is the muscle of the group. Wears a cowboy hat. That, uh, just kind of sits on and it's got a little chin strap around it so it stays on. Uh, and sometimes he can be seen with, uh, his mount, which is a stuffed dog. The size of, um, most actual dogs. And, uh, which he brings around with him. It does not have a name. It's just known as Moon Moon. <laughs> oh, man. Am I... Go- man, that... Okay, that's it. That's gonna be filled with old memes. It's yep. happening. Such heist. Much treat. Wow. Such heist. Much much treat. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn. I am, uh, so excited for this to be happening. Um... This has been planned for for a good bit, so I'm super excited that we're actually now doing this. Uh, So without any further delay, let us jump into it. So y'all are in this dark room. Uh, Gum Gum and his two uh, henchmen have left you to to go about getting this trophy. Uh, You have plans in front of you, which is just a a big picture of the trophy itself. Uh, Where would y'all like to go? What would y'all like to do? So just to be clear, I just want to make sure I have this absolutely clear. The blueprints aren't blueprints. It's a crayon drawing of a trophy. Yeah, it's just on that, like, blue paper. <laughs> and it's hell, just like okay. a crayon drawing of... But does it have paw prints on it, so it's actually a blueprint? <laughs> yeah, sure. They're all in the corners. That's how they're actually being held down, is by, like, really sticky paw prints. Hey, hey, Rufus. I got an idea. Yeah? Wait, no, I have the ideas. Stuff that. I'm well, gonna but, listen. But, but it's a really good and, idea. Uh, and it involves my strengths. So I was thinking maybe Moon Moon could enter in the dog show and I could like ride underneath and Moon Moon could like get really close to the trophy and then I could just jump out and get it and run away with it in my mouth. What do you think? It's a really good idea. Well, okay, that is a good plan. 
And internally, inside Rufus's head, uh, his internal voice, there's kind of this self-doubt going on. Uh, such, such a good, good plan. plan. I would have come, come back, back with, with that if I was, I was younger. younger. Stupid, Stupid old dog, dog out to pasture. Oh, poor Rufus. Now I feel bad. <laughs> so, where are you two off to? Y'all, y'all seem to have a plan ready. Um, I think that the problem with that plan is that dogs don't enter themselves in dog shows, their owners do. Well, it's a stuffed dog, so it really can't enter itself in the dog show. <laughs> am I understanding the plan? Am I, Rufus, entering Moon Moon as my dog in the show? I didn't even get that far! <laughs> I mean, that seems to be now the plan. <laughs> I think that's the plan. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Play, no, play, this was play supposed that. to be the, the idea that gets shot down first. And then the real plan happens. <laughs> nope. <laughs> play, plan B is the plan you, you fall back to in the planning stage, in the flashbacks. Are we just gonna, we gonna flash to the registration line? Yes. Okay. So right. in, in the... <laughs> Well, well. Good thing is that there are also odd numbers. So if you can't even, just take some odds. <laughs> so, um, uh, standing in the registration line for the uh, medium dog breed category uh, is Rufus, who is wearing a trench coat to cover the fact that he's a dog and is holding a lead that reaches <laughs> down to um, to Moon Moon, uh, which he's sort of like moving around and sort of making barking noises as if Moon Moon were a real dog. He's going, uh, no, Moon Moon, no, bad dog. Calm down. We'll get you registered soon. Rough. Um, and Rough. Okay, so y'all approach the registration desk and you are right up in front of of Lei, who is just sitting there uh, casually in a chair on the other side of this like small little makeshift um, like desk with a sign above it that says dog registration. And she's just like picking her nails with a with a giant knife. And she just like looks at Rufus in this, you, you say, trench coat holding this this dog uh, moon moon on a leash she she's just kind of like eyeing you Ruff. are you gonna be entering your dog in a this competition seems a little bit feisty uh yes okay so <laughs> um I need you uh Jacques, to roll me criminal as you are trying to uh, deceive this person and try to get do this whole action, right? To, to get him. So, so the way that this works in um, what's this game called again? Go fetch. Go uh, play fetch. Play fetch. So one of the things in play fetch is that when you lean into your roll or your um, uh, your kind of background. Uh, you get to roll 2d6 to sort of benefit you. Uh, and I am actually going to go with 
uh, leaning into the fact that <laughs> Rufus is retired and uh, he's going to give an excuse about being an old retired man. Uh, oh, sorry. Or is it, no, not retired. It's brained when I lean into... Special skill. Oh, yeah. When it's, sorry. You're right. When I'm swimming or when it has to do with being the brains. So it doesn't relate to me being retired. Uh, Rufus um, starts to give an explanation. <laughs> he says, oh, uh, yeah, my dog is a bit rowdy, but I'm entering him uh, in both the, the, the medium dog class and also the rowdiest dog category, uh, which uh, I convinced uh, the competition to add because I am a very wealthy man. I'm sure you've heard of me. Jasper, very wealthy man. That's my last name, very wealthy man. <laughs> oh, all right. Jasper, wealthy man. All righty. No, very wealthy man. Jasper, wealthy man's my cousin. Jasper, very wealthy man. All righty. Please, okay, please roll me your roll. 2d6, please. <laughs> I, I need to see how this, how this pans out, please. Um, I rolled a one, which means I succeed in being a criminal. So she writes down your name, Jasper, very wealthy man. She hands you a ticket and hands you a like little, uh, she hands you a dog tag to put around the dog that has like the like a big round number on it and it's number uh, thirteen. Um, Rufus puts it in his mouth briefly to taste it and then puts it on the dog. <laughs> and you see out front Moon Moon a tail wagging, but it's. Not Moon Moon's tail. Yeah, Lay cocks an eyebrow at that. Well, Jasper, you you two have have a have a nice day. Good, good luck in y'all's competition. <laughs> and she's like trying really hard not to smirk, like laugh at just the at what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and you two uh, now have a pass to get into the warehouse. Sure, we uh, proceed in. <laughs> so you. You make your way to to the entrance, um, and really no one's there like taking the tickets. Everyone's just kind of walking in. You just follow through, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and inside you see like a whole bunch of like dogs getting ready, sending uh, at attention, like in this like uh, circular you know track thing. Right? I'm trying really hard not to say like cage because it's not a cage. Um, and you have like you know the the whole obstacle course and stuff and other dog showy things. Uh, I clearly know dog shows, but currently uh, just at a at a superficial glance of the crowd and the dogs in there, you do not see the large trophy anywhere currently. Rough. Rufus. Uh, y- yeah. And uh, Rufus the dog leans down, not very far because he wasn't tall to begin with, <laughs> to, um, to talk to Doge. Rough. Here's the trophy. Ruff. Um, I, d- I don't, I don't know. Um, I would like to roll Doggo to smell where the trophy is. I'm going to seek treats with my nose. Okay, yeah. That's so very Doggo. Me, yeah, roll me Doggo. It is a four. It is a failure. So I become more doggo you, and less. You're criminal. in like this little backpack, right? Uh, on top of Moon Moon, who's being no. I'm underneath along. Moon Moon. You're underneath Moon Moon, so I'm like the so, legs of Moon Moon. 
Okay, so you're you're making moon moon like moon moon talk or not talk uh move because uh, I was yes. wondering like if, if he was just being dragged. No, no, leaf. like there's little lizard dragon bearded dragon legs underneath moon moon holding moon moon up, but moon moon is taller than Doge is, so it looks a little funny. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you start uh pancaking and scurrying about. Uh, trying to like sniff out stuff but all you're all you're sniffing is just a bunch of like people's feet and dirt and everything just smells bad and you get really frustrated because you really want some treats hey um hey hey doge yeah what's that what's that number around your neck again uh i think it maybe had a number or two i don't know I can't really see out this thing. Um, Rufus checks the number and seeing that it's 13, he says, um, uh, I think we've got a bit of time before we need to turn up for the competition part. So we can probably split up and look around the place and see what we can find. So I'm going to. You think they'll just let me wander around? I mean, it's a dog show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you go and talk to the other dogs, and I'll go and talk to the owners, maybe, and see if they know anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great plan. Great plan. I'll go over here. And Moon Moon, guided by Doge, is going to wander off towards the dogs, the bearded dragon tail swishing back and forth. Um, so Rufus wanders over to... Um, an area that looks like it has, you know, like a coffee cart and there's a few people that are sort of milling around ordering coffees and he sort of tries to, like, sidle into the conversation. Yeah. Um, so the few people who are standing around this, like, little coffee vendor uh, is a tall, lanky elf man with a really weird bowler hat that has a bow on it. The other uh, person is a woman with a very fancy, really big hat. And the other person is this old lady who seems to just be really angry. Um, but but as you're approaching, you you start hearing more of what the the conversation is. So doll, that's what I'm saying. We need to take it down and get the festival going. It's easy. Think we can do it. Yeah, look, I'm I'm all in favor of a napping festival. I've said that. I think it could be a cheap one. I just, we need to make sure we go through the proper planning so we don't wind up with another explosives in the bank festival. Apparently that's what people were calling the other evening now. The napping exploding festival wasn't really that great. Kind of slipped through the whole thing. And she's not smoking anything, mind you. She's just like has two fingers and she's just inhaling between empty air. (laughs) At this point, Rufus kind of sidles up and says, uh, hello, fellow citizens. Uh, great day to tell people facts about where the treats and trophy is hidden, isn't it? Oh, don't hi! I don't think we've met. I'm Charlene. I'm the reporter. What did you say your name was? Uh, it's Jackson has way too much cash. I think that's right. Jackson has way too much cash. Oh, that's a really interesting name. Uh, you had a question about where the treats are? You know, I think maybe they're keeping them in a back room until they're ready to award it keeping it safe and everything it might be over that way 
Or, and... or maybe it's over that way. <laughs> uh, Rufus gets very excited with that information and uh, <laughs> goes to lick Charlene on the face happily before heading off. I think I need to roll Doggo for this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be- before you roll Doggo... This has a high chance of failing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Grandma Noel looks at you as you're, as you're leaning forward doing this action just goes, I like this boy. He seems like a good boy. <sighs> and please roll Doggo for, for this. Uh... Uh, I rolled a two and my Doggo is two. So I succeed at licking Charlene's face. Oh, that's, um, that's an interesting greeting. I'm not familiar with that one. Rufus is already gone. He's off. Noelle, is that something that I just, I feel like I need to know more about this. Hello, mister. Hello. (laughs) Um, and Rufus is off hunting after that back room. (laughs) <laughs> so good um yeah so jazz what what is doge doing now while 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 that interaction is happening where where are you what are you doing with with the other uh dogs right you're going to see the other dogs yes doge has decided that since looking up is really difficult he's gonna stick with medium and smaller dogs and okay. only speak to things that are his eye level underneath Moon Moon and down. Okay. Even though that might reveal that he's really a bearded dragon. Um, he thinks he has a better success rate of, you know, interpreting doggo signs. Like okay. panting and pointing and baying and wolfing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, you approach these, like, uh, circle dogs. There's like four dogs. They're... One's pretty large, but the other ones are like kind of on the smaller end. And they're they're just kind of sitting firm proper, not really talking to each other, just like trying to out like pose each other. So th- so they're voguing really hard. Uh hey there, fellow doggos. Uh what's shaking? You're supposed to respond with bacon. That that's why it's fun. Never mind. Uh does anybody have any treats? With the with the words of bacon and treats, the really big one just goes bacon and runs off to to find bacon. Where the other uh, three three smaller dogs are are just posing, and they one of them looks at you. He he's a uh, black and white dog, so like his, his like head and legs are white, and his chest and back are all black like if he's wearing like a black t-shirt of fur and his and his hair is styled like a like a pompadour and, and he's voguing really hard he's like what do you need daddy as this one oh, dog well, who's posing looks at you I was looking for some treats do you know where I could get some treats around here well of course I mean that's why we're all here Big Daddy, what's your name? Daddy O. Why I'm doing these with my arms? It's perfect. <laughs> Don't change. My name is uh, is Doge. Uh, I mean, I mean Moon Moon. I mean, well, I'm here under Moon Moon, but really, 
Uh, underneath, I'm really just Doge. I'm a doggo. And like, like uh, slides down an emotion to look at you at eye level to your beauty face. Like, oh, I see little daddy-o. And he sits back up straight and keeps posing. <laughs> The only treat you're getting is second place prize. Cause I, Johnny Doggo, will win the cup. Yeah, the uh, the cup, the trophy with all the treats in it. Do you, do you know, Johnny Doggo, where they keep it? You know, before it's won. I want to like sniff out the competition. You know? Can I roll criminal because I am slick? I'm yeah. trying to like sneak one past him. Yeah, yeah. You're you're trying to uh get sneak information from. Him. Yeah. So roll yeah, me, roll so me criminal. Yeah. So I can roll two d six and take the lower. So so if you want, you can roll you can roll criminal or you can roll doggo with a with a two d six if you want to outpose him. Um, to, I don't know if I'm like gonna do that with up, a stuffed but... golden retriever on top of me. Um. You're posing the retriever. I'm posing the. I'm posing Moon Moon. There we go. I'm gonna roll Doggo and pose Moon Moon to try to outpose him. I made it. Nice. All right. So you you start posing Moon Moon in the same fashion. Looks and he's like, "Oh, you wanna pose off with Johnny Doggo?" No, Johnny Doggo, I want you to tell me where that keeps a trophy, yo. Bro. Let's see if you keep keep up with Johnny Doggo. <laughs> you are keeping up with his poses as, as he's talking with you, and for a good minute, you guys are posing, and he just goes, hmm. You might be some good competition. Well, if you want to get that trophy daddy-o you're gonna have to wait like everyone else no one can get past the the impenetrable vault daddy-o uh, so you've learned through the power of vogue um that there is an impenetrable vault that the uh that the trophy is being currently held in all right thanks vault. bro i'm gonna Go now. Go get me a treat. Bye. No problem, little daddy-o. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> yeah, so you two reconvene together. At, at, at this point, uh, as the conversation wraps up, um, a short balding figure walks over to Johnny Doggo and um, clips a lead onto his collar and says, <laughs> Come on, Johnny, you're up next. <laughs> the, f- the figure is wearing an obvious fake moustache. I'm dying. <laughs> uh, yes. I really hope people appreciate this episode because this is so much fun. This is so I love it so much. <laughs> All right, so y'all are now reconvening. Hey, uh, hey, Doge, what did you find out? So, uh, I learned from this one 
Doggo, that there is an impenetrable vault that keeps the trophy. What did you find out? Uh, well, I learned from a woman who tastes sort of like lavender perfume that, um, the, there's a room in the back. Oh, maybe, maybe the vault is in the room. Yeah. Or there's two trophies. But only one has snacks, or maybe they both have dog treats. Yeah. So what would y'all wish to do? Um, I think we need to go and break into that vault. Dun dun dun. I think so too. Okay. Uh, so you all take uh, the few minutes to sneak around, uh, dodging people, trying to avoid eyes. You guys find the door to the back room. Uh, it's really obvious. It, it actually just says back room on the door. Maybe it's through here. Can can you get the door open? It's a rounded knob. I would like to uh, pour at the door <laughs> kind of softly, whimperingly, and hoping that someone opens it. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which roll. is how I've always opened doors in the past. Yeah, roll, roll, da- roll, roll doggo, please. That's a one for my doggo score of two, so I succeed. Yeah. Uh, so you you scratch on the dog and <laughs> dog. You start scratching on the door, start whimpering, and you just hear a squeak of the chair and thumping as the door opens and you see a bearded individual, big and broad and, and short. And, and he turns his he kind of crooks his head expecting a dog but seeing uh you in a in a in the trench coat Psst. hey hey doge what's my cover name again uh i think you said jasper no that doesn't sound right uh boy can i can i help you uh, yes, you can. Uh, my name is uh, Jacob, dollars in the bank. And uh, I need to go into this room. Ruff. With my dog. This is a dog show, right? I need to show my dog things, and there's things in that room. Oh, it, it is a dog show. <clears throat> and going from your, your dog room and stuff, is like... <clears throat> I, I take it your your dog's a little bit anxious. You need that that space, I assume. Yes. Boy, all right, come on then. And he opens the door wider to let both of you both of you in. Um, and in this room, you just see a nice uh, simple desk, a nice wooden chair, and a uh, safe tucked into the corner that stands about like five feet tall. And over the intercom, uh, you hear, uh, Ramirez to the front, Ramirez to the front. The, the bearded man just shakes his head and goes, Oi, don't, don't touch anything. Get settled down. And he pats the, uh, stuffed dog's head. Ruff. It's like, Oi, I, I love dogs. Whoa. Yeah, you need to. And he steps back. He's like, relax, get ready for the show. Just kind of like gives y'all like a thumbs up. It's like, boy, good luck. And over the intercom is like, 
Ramirez, if I have to go into that room and grab you, I swear. And you just hear him screaming like that he's coming and he leaves and shuts the door behind him. And y'all are now alone in this room. Quick, blow open the safe. Uh, I'll see what I can do. I would like to roll criminal on getting the safe open. Before you do, do you want to do a flashback to when we acquired explosives from someone in this town? Um. Oh my so goodness! This is such remind bad me audio. what this vault looks like. The the vault is uh, picture a typical safe, like big rounded knobs, like the big like like a uh, ship wheel of a of a handle. Yep. And it's like about five feet tall. Are the hinges on the outside or the inside? Um, the hinges are on the outside as the door opens uh, outward. Uh, sure. So we flash back to Doge realizing that th- there could be some things that need to be opened. And Doge turns to Rufus. So, uh, I'm gonna pack one of these, uh, these bottles, cause... It, like, it's it's almost as long as I am, but I think I can fit it in Moon Moon. Like, on the tail or something. It's really good at, like, making things squeak less. It's how I get in and out of places really quietly. And it's a bottle of olive oil. <laughs> okay. It's probably a good eight, nine inches tall, and it really is as big as Doge's body. And he'd like to, like, stuff it up in Moon Moon's stuffing. Yeah, you, yeah. To sneak it in. Definitely. So I'm going to move a point from Doggo to Criminal. Yes, for, for this flashback, yeah. And then I would like to pull out said bottle of olive oil and go, This is what I brought this for! And go up and lubricate all of the hinges until I can get the pins out using my incredible teeth strength and claws. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So roll me um, doggo for this as you're using like your, your strength and your carnage to like gnaw off this, this, uh, okay. These hinges so, so roll this. twice. Cause you carnaging. Okay. So I'm going to roll two D six, take the lower. Yes. Uh, I met. I got a two out of two. Okay, that, 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 that that's a succeed. Yeah, you you get Oof. it. So yeah, so you uh, very excited so about move, treats. Do I move another point from doggo to criminal? Yes, because cool. because the thing succeeds. So you have one <laughs> criminal. Ooh, this is good. So I'm at one five. <laughs> oh, uh, getting getting close. So as you're. Uh, oiling the hinges up and you start gnawing on it uh, you you actually kind of get a bit hungry and you start eating the hinges uh, as the Certainly. thoughts of getting closer to these treats uh, is just making you that much hungrier you start nomming and eating these hinges and you have successfully uh, penetrated the vault uh, it can now be uh, opened hey hey Rufus can you, can you help me get this door open my my fingers and claws and tail are all slippery from the olive oil. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and Rufus goes over and, and bites the, the lock mechanism and pulls strongly. Yeah, you, you easily pull off the, the door. 
and inside is hundreds and hundreds of bills that d don't mean nothing to you but it but there's also a tall golden trophy filled to the brim of delicious treats that are conveniently tied in a baggie oh man oh man oh man and Doze just starts like spinning around in a circle like dogs do when they're trying to catch their tail but he's really just trying to catch Moon Moon's tail we did it we did it we got them Woo! Uh, I take the trophy in my mouth. Okay. So yeah, as you take the trophy, you hear a click. Uh-oh. Woohoo! We got it! And uh, alarms start uh, uh -oh. blaring. You just hear a combination of, like, sirens and just... Lockdown and mincing! Lockdown and mincing! Uh-oh, uh, I think I'm gonna leave Moon Moon right here. And I'm gonna place Moon Moon and, like, stick him up on the pressure pressure plate and see if it makes the alarm turn off. It does not, <laughs> as Moon Moon is not heavy enough. Even with the olive oil bottle in his tail. Uh, we better get out of here. Come on. Let's go back through the door we broke down. What door did we break down? We we made the door fall. I thought that we was made the, the vault door fall. Door. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, we go back out the vault door. What? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I think it it was a safe, right? It wasn't a vault. It, it was like it a was, small safe. Yeah, it was like a safe. It, uh, was, it was a safe. Yeah. I was imagining so like a, a giant bank door. <laughs> no, no, no. Never mind. No, no, for you, it's a giant funny. bank door. Yeah. <laughs> but I see. It's like okay. five feet tall. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, Rufus, you're the brains. What was your plan for this? And inside Rufus's head, there's another internal monologue. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so the problem here is we're in a door, we're in a room with a door that we got open by pouring at it. But if we pour at it now, we're caught red-handed um, or red-poured. So we could have come up for a a plan previously. Yeah. Um. I. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I'm gonna make myself one more criminal. And, um, so it flashes back to the dark room where, um, Rufus and Doge are sitting at a table and, um, <laughs> uh, Rufus says, um, oh, if we need to make an ex emergency exit, I've got this. <laughs> Rufus holds up a device. It's uh, a small box and when he flicks it open, a magical flame comes out and I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have a oh my word. I have a torch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if if we get trapped and we need to get out, I I bought this from uh, uh, a weird-looking guy in a big caravan. Um, and he holds it up, and it's a um, shovel, um, like a toy spade um, <laughs> that you would use at the beach. Um, mm -hmm. Except that it's kind of made of a, like a sparkling kind of material. Like it still looks like it's plastic, but it's like kind of got glitter all through it. it it's a and, bit ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, it's outrageous even. Uh, so uh, we just have to <laughs> dig with this and snap back to the present. And Rufus just somehow has it in his hand, despite having not... It, it was, it was it in the in trench coat. Obviously had it. It, was stuffed, it was stuffed in the trench coat. 
Oh yeah, it was in the trench coat. Um, and out of the pocket of the trench coat, he grabs this spade and he starts digging um, to try and get out um, with this magical spade. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, I rolled a two on criminal five, but I don't know whether this is criminal or doggo, right? It, it would like, be... It's part of the plan, but yeah. dogs like to dig. So is this... I, I was going to say roll doggo. Okay, so. then, then I failed. Okay, so move one point from criminal into doggo. Yeah, the spade just doesn't and do anything. It's just a toy no, spade. <laughs> you you are digging, and it is digging. It's just not as fast as you would like it, and you're getting frustrated because you keep just like making little incisions rather than really jabbing it in and, and p- making big dirt piles. You're just doing like it little by little, right? Uh, but you guys Ooh. start hearing the the door... Uh, begin to rattle and, and get and turn open. You know, have but a moment to to figure out what is uh, going to happen as as the door is about to be opened. This isn't working. Um, a quick dose. You're the muscle. Um, stand behind the door and lump, uh, jump on them when they come in. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I would like to brace my feet and tail on the ground and my front feet against the door and attempt to keep the door closed. Okay, yeah. Roll Using me. Using muscle. Okay, so that's 2d6. Roll me a uh, dog. Doggo! Oh! I fail. That's two threes and I needed a one. Okay. But well, you do become slightly more doggo again. Yeah, so you become slightly more doggo for having failed my doggo. Yes. Uh, uh, so unfortunately, you were not able to keep the door open and it just casually slides open with you just being slid behind the door as it's like being casually open. And you see. Not who any of y'all would have expected. You see a a short bald man. With a very pompadour dog. I think we've been made. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rufus lies down on the floor and rolls over and puts his belly up in submission. He hasn't met this man. He assumes they're the popo. Ah, I see you tacos are having some problems. He goes to the safe and starts taking the money and puts it in a bag. Rough, rough buck. I'm just a dog. It's like, if I can have all this paper, and he's just is stuffing it in his bag, we can escape together. I would like to sniff this man to determine whether he is a good or a bad person, which is a dog thing to do. You can absolutely smell this man. I got a two. My doggo is two. Yeah, he smells bad. Like, he smells like a bad man. You you feel like if you is, accept his deal... No, be, be, before you growl, uh, he is offering you a chance to escape. But if you accept his deal, um, you will become a criminal forever. You will not live on the fringes of being doggo and criminal. Um. So as he's stuffing the money... He points to the treats and goes, Kick a gun, you can keep that. 
from behind the door, mm-hmm. there's a as Doge is using all of his strength to push the door shut behind them yeah. and turns and faces Johnny Doggo and the scout and goes, Ruff! You put those human things back! Or I will bite you into pieces! Ruff! You, you just see John, <laughs> Johnny Doggo go, Try it, Daddy-o! And the, uh, <laughs> the scout is just cackling uh, in humor of your, of your threat. What would y'all like to do? Uh, I would like to pass Johnny Doggo by and go straight for the scout's hand and try to carnage his hand. Uh, absolutely. Uh, roll me Doggo. Are we the bad guys? I succeed. I need to stop for a moment and discuss this as a, as a yeah. cast. Are we the bad guys? Because, like... You're you're stealing treats. Not really um, good guys. Like, no, but, like... But like so here's the thing, right? I'm naturally leaning into wanting to be the good guy because I'm used to playing Jacques, one of the two protagonists of this show that is about being yes. generally good. But Rufus the dog really just wants someone to adopt him. <laughs> and so I don't know if I... Could, could you share <laughs> could you share the space with uh, with Johnny Doggo if you wish for the scout to adopt you? Would Rufus want to be a part of this uh, family, so to speak. This is what's hard. Like, I've micro-characterized this character. Like, we've come up with them in the space of, like, two hours. And I'm now trying to work out what the genuine role-playing thing is. And I So, think- the reason I went with carnaging his hand is clearly we are doing something for Gum Gum. And Gum Gum will give us treats, which obviously means we're good dogs, Right. So we're stealing the treats to be given the treats back, which means we're good dogs. That's Doge's logic, because he's not the brains. However, this person came in and is now trying to steal other things that are not treats and trying to make a deal with us that we didn't make with Gum Gum. So therefore, this person is the bad person, therefore I can carnage his hand. Why weren't you the brains? I think that we have mischaracterized Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) Because we rolled for it. I know. That's why he's muscle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so good. All right. What is Rufus going to do? Oh. It's a dilemma. But we know what Doja's going to do. Yes, we know what Doja's like in the middle of jumping and doing. This is like slow-mo. Like Rufus is in slow-mo bullet time right now. Max Payne style. You see Doge jumping, mouth agaped. The scout's hand is out, trying to, like, about to try to, like, swack Doge away. But clearly, that may not happen. It may get bitten. Or worse. (laughs) What is Rufus doing in the slow-mo time? I don't know. (laughs) This is, this is hard. Look, on the record, this is a harder choice than I've had to make in the game. This is harder than the Steiner choice. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, kill your darlings. Um, Rufus, from within his jacket, Mm -hmm. um, flashback to a scene in a dark room. Um, 
Rufus is not in the room with uh, with Doge. He's in the room with someone else. And he's just handed over a bunch of human paper money that he stole. Because uh, it doesn't mean anything to him. And he's purchased a gun. And in this moment in the present, he pulls a gun out and aims it at Doge. And he says, don't hurt my new owner. All of this happens Ooh. as Doge jumps on this hand and unlike dogs the way that Doge carnages something is he just like bites like a crocodile and then just lets it sink in and just starts crushing like there's there really isn't any carnage till he lets go alright so yeah you bite down Rufus pulled a gun on you oh <laughs> okay who Rufus, what are you what are you gonna do with this gun? You see Doge biting your your uh proclaimed owner now. Um sorry, um Rufus shoots above Doge to let Doge know that he's not joking around. Screams come from outside the door after the gunfire, by the way. There are there are screams. Because the gun's loud, and you hear screams soon after the gunfire. Oh, it's 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 not loud. It's like a cork gun. Like, <laughs> oh, there there's a trend here of Rufus getting very bad equipment. From okay, people. so then stretch that. <laughs> so you fire above Doge. Okay. <laughs> Go on, play it out. As deals thing. As this. Cork pop goes off. Doge is so surprised. He just opens up and falls. He would like to fall quite near the discarded trophy and box of a baggie of dog treats. Uh, you do so. Into the mic. <laughs> you do so. You can't face palm so much that you're not in the mic. Gosh, Xander. <laughs> We're a heartwarming podcast. <laughs> This is about to get really heartwarming. Emphasis on heart. Oh, man. My heart is breaking. (laughs) So as he falls towards the trophy and towards the dog treats, Doge grabs the baggie and just takes off. Out the door that's now open, out the warehouse. He is stealing it all for himself. He is betraying the party and going full criminal. So we both went full criminal, but in separate directions. Um, you all escape in the in the chaos. Um, Doge, you scutter about, only with the the treats in mouth. You're able to pancake under like doors and 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 be unseen due to your size. The scout gets you out through a um, explosion to the wall, making a perfectly round circle through the wall. As you, Johnny Doggo, and the scout run off into the distance while being chased after uh, the sheriff and other individuals. And that's where we're going to call this. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. So. go where I expected it to. Um, it, it went in one direction.
Hey friends, your storyteller Xander here. I'm just dropping in to thank you all for listening to this longer episode. I know it's a bit strange and different than what we have done before. It's something we had an extremely fun time and I wanted to really showcase that in this episode. Uh, I, I had no idea where it was going and I have just finished editing this episode and I think it's turned out great. I hope you all enjoy it. Please let us know on Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. If you want to yell at Jazz or Rob, you can find them on Twitter at OrangeLikeJazz and at PotentiallyRob, respectfully. And that's it. Thank you all for listening, and you have a wonderful day, night, whatever time it is. Is this how you do an outro?